I'm Darren Steele, and this is Think Queerly. And on the show, I help human-hearted creatives cultivate acceptance, connection, and tranquility to experience more freedom, impact, and joy in life. Darren Steele here, and it's the 28th of March, 2020. What is this like day day 12 of the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19 lockdown, at least in Toronto. And this is part of what might be an evolving or a, a few videos and trainings on how to create trust and certainty in, in this time of the pandemic and in any time where there's an incredible amount of disruption in your life. So I think where I'm going to start is with control. So ask yourself, what's out of your control in your life right now? And what is control? Let's give it a definition. And and before I even go into this, um, I'm going to have a PDF that you can download with uh, the details from this video, as well as all the questions and instructions so that you can determine how you've been reacting versus responding, what's out of your control and what's actually in your control. And this is a, uh, an important first step or grounding, laying the foundations for Creating trust and certainty in our lives comes from knowing what we cannot control. It might almost seem contradictory, but it's really important to know what we can't control before we can then actually wrap our head around our logical thinking brain about what we can control and the strategies, behaviors, and habits, and so on, so that we can create prediction and response in our lives. And I'm going to talk about that right now. So what is control? Well, it's an idea about what we feel we can trust and what we know or believe to be true or for certain, right? And with knowledge of past events, things that we've experienced in our lives, that gives us a set of predictions, a way in which we can respond. And most of our response is on a a subconscious or rather an unconscious level. It's just at the level of programming in our brain that does things that we don't even think about anymore, like how to walk or when you're driving a car. How is it that you can be driving along, watching for the signs above you to say, can I turn left? Oh, I can't turn right here. And having a conversation with the person who's sitting next to you. How do you do all of those things? That's prediction and response at the level of the deeper mammalian part of the brain called the basal ganglia, where we form all of these habits and these programs to allow us to function without our actual conscious awareness most of the time in the day. Okay. So when we have that level of prediction and response that's going on all the time, we have a sense of certainty. We have a sense of trust in our lives, or in other words, control, right? Now, control can mean many other things like controlling people and controlling the media and all that stuff, but we're not going into that sense or definition of control here. This is just going to be about the control that you believe that you have about and for your life right now, your available choices and responses to your environment. All right. Now, I think you would agree for myself, for most of us, the more that we feel we have control in our own life, the, the, the more easy it is and the more natural or automatic it is for us to simply respond to the events that show up in our life 
instead of reacting. Now, reacting could be at the emotional level, a level of connection, the level of protection. Um, reaction could be that immediate uh, at the level of the amygdala, the reptilian brain, which fight, flight, or free, or freeze, not free. Okay. But when we have a sense of control, um, it gives us that certainty and trust that comes from established predictions, which I've, I've said this already, but it's, it's worth repeating. And having a set of established predictions allows us to respond with logic, with planning for future events, and coming up with creative solutions. Now, these processes happen in the prefrontal cortex, the youngest part of the brain. It's called our thinking brain. Other people refer to it as the mind. And when we're in our minds, we're thinking, we're planning, we're creating logical constructs, we're thinking of how we're going to solve solutions, we're thinking about our future, our goals, who we're going to meet for lunch, maybe what we're going to order off the menu, from the mundane to the more complex. Now, when we have certainty in our life, we don't feel threat. And it's feeling threatened that makes us uncertain, uncomfortable, and feel like we have a lack of control. Now, perfect example, the COVID-19 pandemic, it's massive social disruption. It's upsetting all of us because we don't know what's certain with a pandemic. We don't know if it's going to get worse. We don't know when it's going to go get better. We don't know what other perhaps freedoms may be restricted in society as a as a, as a way of trying to control and flatten the curve. And what we're seeing, worst case scenario, especially on social media, is people are going out of their minds. Now, remember when I said the prefrontal cortex is considered the mind? So when you're going out of your mind, you're going into that more emotional reaction, that immediate reaction that's uh, behavioral and patterned and almost out of your control. It happens immediately. At social media, we see people getting angry. They're sharing articles and they'll say something like, if this sort of stuff upsets you, you shouldn't read this right now. And you think, why are you sharing that in the first place? Doesn't this sort of make things worse? And in a sense, everybody's going down this path of being so uncomfortable that they're trying to find a connection with other people that feel uncomfortable to paradoxically try and gain a sense of control, trying to get it, trying to create a sense of prediction so that there can be certainty so that there can be trust. All right. Right now we're all feeling insecure and some of us are managing it better than others. And, the big question is, how can you establish more control in your life right now? So let's start about getting clear about what it is specifically and exactly you you get out of having control. Now, I'm going to give you a set of questions because this is entirely personal. The best way for you to get a sense of control by first understanding what you can't control, is to determine what that means in your own life, not mine, not your partners, not your friends, not what other people are doing on social media. That doesn't matter because this is about how you perceive things and where you are in your own life, your own environment, your own situation, your own challenges right now. 
So to get the greatest benefit out of doing this exercise, I would highly recommend, I would invite you to do this by hand. If you've got a journal, this is a great place to do this because this becomes a document right now, something that in a year's time, if you go back and look at this, this is going to be fascinating from a human history and hopefully a betterment, a transformation of social evolution. Wow, a year ago, this is what happened. This is what we were thinking. This is what we were experiencing. This is how we were reacting. And ultimately, hopefully, this is how we responded to the pandemic that made things better. All right. So if you're somebody that prefers to type this out, type it out. Like, I, I really encourage you and invite you to do the work to write this down, whether it be by hand or whether you type this into an online journal or record this in a document. But don't just sit here and think about this because you will not get the benefits of this exercise. What we want to ask ourselves is what's out of our control, specifically what's out of your control. So you want to describe exactly and specifically what's out of your control in your life right now. And I say exactly and specifically because you could just say COVID-19. That that doesn't really help you get into it. When you give more specificity, when you get really exact and precise and you focus in and you laser in on that thing that's out of control and really describe it with detail, you're going to have a much better understanding. And understanding is what gives us meaning in our lives or meaning in the sense of definition for what the problem, what the challenge, what the struggle is. And that greater meaning makes the subsequent um, questions in this process have a greater effect for your own understanding uh, of what all of this means to you. Okay, so for example, my I, and I didn't go into a lot of detail, but just to sort of prompt you, and I won't in this video give you all of my answers, but when I answered the question, describe exactly and specifically what is out of your control in your life right now. I, I gave three examples. You may have one. You may have ten. Write as many as you need. So I wrote, I can't control if I will get the virus. I can't control if people will invest in coaching programs with me. I can't control people who are making things worse on social media. Okay, so you get the idea. Go into it. Get specific. Um, and, you'll, and you'll see the benefits when you come to the, to the end of this exercise. So the next question, for each of those things you've listed, what meaning or understanding do you give to each of those things that you cannot control? So remember what I just said about uh, creating meaning and understanding or, or definition, right? So when I talk about the virus uh, for myself or to other people, I have to understand it in the sense of what I've read and that it's more contagious than the flu and that I can pass it off to far more people than I could the flu. And there's no certainty about whether or not someone will get it and how an individual will manifest symptoms. Okay, so that's the meaning and the understanding that I have of the COVID-19 virus. The next question, what about each of those things out of your control is important to you? Now, what about each of those things out of your control is important to you? That might sound a little odd, but the distinction is necessary. 
So I wrote, I don't want to catch the virus, and I certainly don't want to give it to anyone else. That's what's important in the sense of the meaning that I attached to my understanding of what the virus is. Does that make sense? So in my next question, why do you think you've assigned importance? Importance? <laughs> why do you think you've assigned importance to each of these things? So I have assigned important importance <laughs> because I value my health. And I value though the health of those people that I care about. And I think it's important that I respect physical distancing out of personal and civil responsibility. The next and final question for this section, is the importance you've assigned to each of those things true or not true? And why is that? So for me, the importance is true because without my health, everything else is much more difficult in life. I think you might be seeing the point or hearing the point of the process so far. By understanding what is out of our control, we're actually gaining more meaning, more definition, and getting more clarity. And it's actually forcing us to work in our minds, in the front of our brain, the prefrontal cortex, which this process is helping creating certainty and trust. It's helping us develop potential predictions so that we can respond. So the next section there's only two sections to this process, <clears throat> is how we understand reaction versus response. So we're going to go through a set of questions that go back to those things we identified that we are cannot control that are out of our control right now. So I asked the first question, for each of the things you wrote that you cannot control, have you experienced a real-time reaction in the last week. So in other words, in the last week or so, um, did you lose your shit? on Facebook? Did you get in an argument with someone you love at home? Did you do something outside that all the other people saw as a reaction? So how did that show up? Uh, was that reaction expressed in some way that was verbal or physical? Okay. So I gave one example. When I've been out walking, um, I found myself really annoyed with people that were maybe walking in the middle of the sidewalk and they didn't give me enough space. And I found myself accusing them of arrogance and ignorance and stupidity. And I just wanted to yell at them and be like, well, what the fuck? Why are you being like this? So it's good to really note that reaction. <clears throat> Second question, which builds upon what you experienced in real time. How did you feel after each of those reactions? And specifically, and exactly, what was your emotional response or your self-judgment and why? So I realized that this was a pure reaction, an, an animalistic reaction on my part. It was an assumption that everyone should be doing the right thing and the same thing that I'm doing. Well, that's kind of like pompous, isn't it? Right? And it made me realize I was being overly judgmental and in some cases privileged because I noticed some of these individuals might be people who live on the street or don't have a home, whereas I have a place that I can go back to and feel safe and secure. Going further, I ask, how could you calmly respond with logic and reason to the things you can't control? And how would that look? 
Okay, so building upon this example, this was my experience. I realized after this happened a few times that these were probably individuals who may live on the street or live in a shelter and maybe they're not well or maybe they have an addiction issue and maybe they don't know the latest information because they're not reading the news three times a day like I am and my judging them is my own issue and my problem and it was simply easier for me to then move out of their way to walk on the street and give two meters of physical distancing to protect myself and to respect them. Then the next question, how do those responses make you feel compared to your past reactions? Okay, so you're noticing if you responded differently or if you were coming up a way in your mind that you could have responded instead of reacting, how would that make you feel or how did that make you feel? So this is what happened. I felt more caring, empathetic and understanding And I didn't have judgment because I had shifted how I was going to observe things and that gave me a better mindset. I was simply being more aware. I was being more in my thinking brain, my prefrontal cortex, and I didn't feel any tightness in my body. I didn't get that sort of clenching in my chest. I didn't feel any anger or frustration. So notice those sensations on your body. Whether that be your five senses, your, your, your sight, your hearing, taste, smell, but your introception. Uh, so a gut feeling, a clenching in, inside of your sort of like heart area or a flushing of your face. Maybe if, if blood is going up there as a response to anger or discomfort or shame or whatever emotion you might be feeling. So the last question, what strategies could you come up with that will remind you to respond to those situations instead of reacting? This is a key question, and this is could be a very difficult question. Take your time with this one. I talk about this in a lot of other podcasts I've recorded about getting into the gap, and the gap is sometimes something we call that, that space of no thought or no thinking in meditation where you have that nanosecond of nothing. But in the gap is where we have the that moment, that moment where we could be aware in our thinking brain that we are about to go into reaction. And if you don't do anything about it, you will go into reaction and that reaction will overpower your thinking brain. So on my wall that's over here, I have some post-it notes for certain things to remind me of various things in my life that I want to be reminded of to not go into reaction. For me, it's just an awareness in this situation that when I'm outside, I need to look. I need to look and observe. I need to see who's coming towards me. I need to ask myself, what do I even know about this person? And is that true? You know, how can I know what they are experiencing in this moment? I know what I'm experiencing, but how can I presume to know what's going on in their life that may be making them act in the way that they're acting? And if I wanted to take this a step further, Could I challenge myself to actually ask them a question instead of assuming that they're being uncivil or impolite? It's not perfect, but it's a potential space within the gap for me to choose a response over reacting and feeling uncomfortable and uncertain and not like I have any control.
So that's basically it. I would invite you then to go back and look at everything you wrote. Read, reread your answers to your questions. And if you need to add more clarity, more exactness, more specificity, more examples, write them down. So I look forward to what comes out of this for you and your responses to how this process has helped you understand what you can control and how you can respond to those moments, those things that you cannot control. <laughs>